millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. music enthusiasts and welcome to another fantastic episode of This Song Is Yours. I'm your host Simon Fink and it's a pleasure to have you join us for episode 307. Today we have the absolute delight of hosting the incredibly talented US pop singer-songwriter Katie Turner. She's known for her honest and emotionally charged approach to music, describing herself as an overly emotional and anxious attachment style musician with a lot of oversharing to do. Katie dropped her new EP, Comedy and Tragedy Act 2, a few weeks ago on Friday, October 27th, and this release follows her captivating Act 1 EP, which was released back in June. This new EP features the all-new single, I Don't Know, and it showcases Katie's extraordinary talent for crafting deeply personal songs while exploring her creative boundaries. At the heart of Katie's work is a deep belief in the duality of life, where truth thrives in the coexistence of comedy and tragedy. Comedy and Tragedy Act 2 is a continuation of this journey, diving into introspection, mental health and emotions with anthemic choruses that provide release and catharsis during moments of grief and solitude. On this episode, we dive into Katie's early experiences with songwriting. We discuss our shared passion for musicals. We talk about the exciting release of this brand new EP, some of the stories behind her songs and so much more. We can't wait for you to explore the incredible insights and creative journey with Katie Turner. Now, before we embark on this inspiring conversation, be sure to subscribe to This Song Is Yours on your favorite podcast platform and stay up to date with our latest episodes by following us on social media. You'll find all the details in the show notes for today's episode. We also want to say a massive thank you to Amy and Liz from The Oriel Co. for their help with today's episode. So, without further ado, let's delve into the world of Katie Turner and the storytelling magic of her music. Flesh is collateral damage, diving in, coaxed by miraculous abandon. I don't know what's real or idealization. I don't know. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Katie Turner. Katie, hello. How are you doing? Hi. <laughs> I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. I very much appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk music and everything. <laughs> I'm very excited to have you on. I know it's a very exciting time. At the moment, there's a brand new EP out from yourself, Comedy and Tragedy Act 2, the EP. Um, how are you feeling now that Act 2 and its predecessor, sorry, predecessor from early in the year, had, uh, they're both out right now? weird it's these songs are yours for so long and then it's like they turn 18 and they go off to college but college being other people's lives and other people can have these songs and make memories to them and it's not yours anymore so it feels really weird but amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know we've spoken to 
a number of songwriters who have, yeah, have kind of used like this a similar analogy in terms of songs being like their children and, and having them kind of then go out into the world, go to college, get a job, meet someone. Um, is it strange when you kind of then start to see that reaction come back? I imagine, and in my research for today, I've seen a lot of positive press in relation to the EP. Is it weird to see when people resonate with your music and kind of have their own interpretations of it? I think I have like chronic imposter syndrome. So I, I, I see that and I'm like, really? Like you, you don't hate it? Like you don't think I'm awful? Like first, that's my reaction. And then second, um, it's crazy because it just reminds you that the world is so big and, and releasing music is just a prime example of that. Like people who live in Texas can be like, I listened to your song on prom night after I got broken up with by a guy. And I'm like, that's so sad. I'm sorry, (laughs) but it's amazing. I love that. Well, um, I know we've kind of like briefly acknowledged it, but um, we are um, an Australian-based podcast. And so I imagine that Texas is still relatively close compared to where we are. And I know there's a lot of people down here listening to your music as well. So I'm curious to, um, I guess, at some point, maybe when you come down and visit us, get some of those fan interactions and, and see, I guess, what they're kind of, uh, how they're interpreting this new music. Because I believe that there's a lot of love around this new EP. Oh my, I would love to visit Australia. I mean, I would need a couple Xanax to get through the flight, <laughs> uh, but I would love to go down there. <laughs> Look, I can very much appreciate that. Having done the flight a few times, it is, um, I think you're not wrong with a few Xanax <laughs> for that. That's very fair. <laughs> um, act two, this is a gorgeous EP um, and it still seems to be dealing with like some of the similar um subject matter from act one but I feel like act one is maybe the quieter more insular uh sibling cousin whatever (laughs) um parent whatever you kind of want to put towards that um and act two is your more uh bombastic I want to say um expansive like this is stadium rock um but extremely hooky for this second EP was that intentional when going in when you're making these two EPs? Was it that it was always going to be acoustic and then, or not acoustic, but like more, more, um, oh, what is the word? Not even insular. There's a certain word, um, like the, there's a delicate, delicate nature to some of those first songs. And then this one being, as I said, more um, expansive. Was that the, the intention of when going into the studio or did the songs just kind of end up sounding like they did? Well, I just want to say bombastic. I haven't heard that word used really in a sentence for I don't know how many years. So I really appreciate your word choices. Um, Please don't. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was made as I intended for it to be an album. So in my head, I was like, all of these will go together, and I I intended it for it to be an album, and then split it into two EPs, and really kind of was like taking shots in the dark on like which ones were um, going to go on each uh, act. So I'm very happy. It all sounds intentional because it kind <laughs> of was like putting a blindfold on and then pointing and going, and you, you go on that one. It was so hard. <laughs> it was like, it was very hard sorting, but um, 
yeah, I, I really like how it turned out. They have turned out very well. And again, please, um, uh, please don't judge my old man vernacular and slang of bombastic. No, I please love don't it. put it against me. <laughs> Um, my favourite song on this new EP, if um, if I might be so selfish to kind of ask about it, I really liked, um, it's nearing the end of the EP, it's a track called Drunk and I thought that that track was a kind of beautiful track in the terms of the, listening to it and regardless of age, um, gender that someone identifies with, whatever it was, I feel that it is a very kind of common thought that people may go through that I haven't really heard addressed in in songs before, there's songs about getting drunk, there's songs about the effects of being drunk and, you know, afterwards. But this kind of seems to be dealing with using alcohol as a as a tool to be able to kind of open up or, or I guess, have more of an, an opened mindset. Um, what was it that inspired this track or kind of was the, the, the yeah, the inspiration for it? I, there's, there was a specific memory that I really wrote it um, from. Because I've, I've done it quite a bit, <laughs> but it was this very specific moment of I was in a car with a guy. I, I felt, you know, I'll use old man vernacular for you. <laughs> <Thank> I fancied, <laughs> I, I, I fancied him. Um, and I was te- terrified of telling him. And if I was not absolutely plastered, I wouldn't be able to. And I used, I just downed a bunch of white claws because my plan was, oh, if it doesn't go good, if he's like, I don't like you like that, I can go, oh my God, last night was so crazy. I don't remember anything, guys. What happened? Um, So it's kind of my protection against vulnerability and like going against fears of rejection and just this whole melting pot of like hard emotions um that alcohol i kind of use to get through like through it as a hack uh, uh-huh. if you will <laughs> yeah of course it um it is a gorgeous track and it was one that really kind of stood out to me as i said just because of the i feel like it's it was a different perspective possibly on on alcohol and on how it's used in terms of a social setting and, and the songwriting of it, I guess. Um, I would love to know, I guess, because a lot of these songs are in relation to relatively, I want to say serious subject matter. Like the, you're talking about mental health in some, you're talking about like the ability to open up. Um, for you, is it ever nerve wracking writing about such honest kind of subject matter and, and bearing yourself? Sometimes, sometimes it's more scary when you know the people you're writing it about are going to hear it. Mm -hmm. So that is terrifying having a concept or an idea come up and you're known as such an honest songwriter. So you know that the person that you're writing about with all these conflicting feelings, they're going to hear it. And you're like, ah, and then on the other end, yeah, you're opening yourself up for people to, um, look inside your psyche but as someone who in a speech setting like just conversationally I struggle with stringing sentences along without stuttering it's also a relief and I feel more able to be open when I sing about it it's very weird 
I can very much appreciate that. I think that there are some songwriters that we've spoken to on this podcast at least that um, that have said similar similar kind of things in terms of that when it comes to using, you know, everyday speaking phrases, terms, whatever it is, that, that they struggle with that, but songwriting seems to allow them to address some of those topics in a little bit more of a fashion that they, um, I guess, prefer in a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember your first introduction to songwriting and kind of attempts at, at writing lyrics and, and melody? Yes. Um, and they have two different answers. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my first introduction was... Ed Sheeran, his first album, mm, so amazing. <laughs> and I was a huge One Direction fan. And obviously you had to know all the songwriters of the One Direction uh, songs. And I was like, who is Ed Sheeran? And I really listened to him. And I was 12 and I just thought it was so cool because I've, I mean, at 12, I think I just developed consciousness. I, I think I was like <laughs> actually thinking and I'm like, whoa, where where do songs come from? Like, yeah, let's, that's amazing. Everyone can write a song, but I didn't really try until, well, I loosely tried when I was like, obviously nine, 10 in the Hannah Montana journal, like Mm -hmm. saw you at the locker. I didn't even go to schools with lockers, but I was like, this is what people (laughs) write about. Um, And then I, my first song, I actually sat down and strummed with a guitar with this god awful song but you could have convinced me i was like taylor swift i was like i'm eating this up this is crazy (laughs) and it was like about i was like oh i don't i have like seven words to say and it was like or seven letters to say and it was like i love you and it was like uh um and i yes (laughs) and i did not pick up (laughs) the pen for a while after that I love that. I think it is interesting, uh, the, the the story that you said in relation to Ed Sheeran, because for a lot of people, they don't kind of have that thought of like, where is the song coming from? It's just that these songs are either made or that these songwriters are, are like one direction are just doing them themselves. And so it is always interesting when you kind of learn who the songwriters are behind some of these biggest songs are. And it's really interesting as well, because now you see... Um, I think some of the biggest songwriters still write for other artists, so it's really interesting to kind of see that as well. Have you ever um, thought about writing for for other artists or other solo acts? Yeah, I definitely have. It's something very daunting, though, because I feel like I started songwriting as something, like, so personal that it's a whole nother skill. It's a whole other talent to write for other people because that means, like, you're like a songwriting chameleon and then to like keep your own original sound. Like I very much admire songwriters. Um, it's something that though I would really like to try. I think I'm just terrified of going in for an artist and they're like a dance artist. And I just say, Hey guys, do you want to write about being depressed? And then they're going to be like, that's not the vibe. So, um, to expand my horizons. So yeah, I would love to. Look, I very much look forward to the the dance song that is about being depressed. I think people who enjoy <laughs> electro music can also <laughs> have that that spectrum of emotion. So um, I think it could work. Um, were your parents musically inclined in any way? Was there any kind of 
musical talent within the family? No. <laughs> I'm getting a head shaking. Hell, <laughs> hell no. Uh, hell no. It, it baffles all of us still to this day <laughs> because, um, no, they can... Well, I'm being mean. I will respect my mother and because sometimes when I hear her, I'm like, okay, she's like, she can hold a note. It may not be the right note, but she is holding it. So maybe mm-hmm. from her and my dad could do a really good Grinch impression, like very, very good at impressions, very um, wise in that department. Mm-hmm. So maybe through some 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 way, somehow, it <laughs> made me a singer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, sometimes it's, the universe works in mysterious ways and it might be that whatever <laughs> impressions, voices, has, has then trickled down into um, some form of musicality. So we are, regardless of how it's happened, we're very lucky that we do have the talent that is Katie Turner now today. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Of course. Um, with these EPs, Katie, I know that you've also had... Uh, what is it, the comedy and tragedy, the musical, the series kind of going on as well. Where did this kind of idea come from to have this as like a companion piece? Well, I always struggled kind of balancing these two sides of me where I would go into a room or a session, let's just say a session, I would go in and I would be all really upbeat, probably two coffees and I'm vibrating and I'm like, yay! And then people would assume by my, my my demeanor, okay, cool, what are we going to write about? And then I would sit on the guitar and I'd be like, I don't want to be born. And I'm like, I feel like this is not making sense. <laughs> I feel happy, but I'm writing these songs. That's kind of where comedy and tragedy came from, the title. And then through that, I'm like, I want to explore the comedic side. If I have the budget, let's just do something so stupid with my (laughs) friends and make memories. And it was exactly that. It was a theater camp in real life. Um, And I think it perfectly embodies comedy and tragedy because it's kind of like a lot is happening, just Mm -hmm. like the EPs. Yeah. I can very much respect that. Are you a um, are you a theater kid at heart? Yes, uh, I was never good at theater, um, so I, I wasn't meant for the Broadway stage. Uh, and by Broadway stage, I mean my high school drama class. I was not. I was not it. Um, but yeah, secretly, like on the low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you and I might be similar in that fashion in terms of um, maybe not meant for the stage, but an appreciation of of theatre and Broadway, was there any show in particular that um, you would say maybe is your fave or that you kind of have, have seen multiple times? I think the one that got me into all of it was Les Mis. Mm-hmm. So I think that would have to be Classic. my favourite, no matter how basic. Like it is, It's I just remember being 11, wailing on my own, like <laughs> I was hurt, like, that happened to me but then more recently well not even recent it was made in 2017 I I really liked Heather's the musical um Mm -hmm. Anastasia love that one (laughs) um there are a few that I'm just like yes look Les Mis is a classic for a reason the songs in that are absolutely spectacular and um I've only seen bits and pieces of Heather's uh the more recent one um but 
uh, like I've heard very good things. So I think absolutely stunning choices. Um, <laughs> Katie, I know before we talked about um, obviously the, the well, not the possibility, but um, the how you would get to Australia if, um, if, if, <laughs> if you were to come with fans down here. I know that there are quite a lot of people who um, are loving the new EP and obviously wanting to at some point see you two here. Could we maybe expect, maybe next year, I know you've been doing some touring in the States this year, but um, maybe expect a visit next year at any point. That would be a dream. Mm-hmm. Honestly, <laughs> it's not on my schedule yet, mm-hmm. but if it was added to my schedule, I would not be <laughs> mad. I um, love Australia. I actually... In 2016, I went on a cruise ship with my family uh, in January, and I met this girl named Lucy, who now has a musician, like an artist project herself named Allardyce. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it, but uh, she lived in Sydney, and I was just like, okay, now I have to go to Sydney to like see her and revive (laughs) our karaoke. tracks together but I've always wanted to go since 2016 and then five seconds of summer of course has definitely inspired me to go Mm -hmm. (laughs) we I think five sauce do quite a lot of good work for our tourism board so I'm glad that they're still getting that message out there that is um very very glad to hear and hopefully again that we will see down here soon um Katie lastly we would usually ask I guess what they're currently listening to is there anything at the moment that's on uh, high rotation for yourself Troy Sivan's new album. Troy Sivan's new album. In particular, though, one of your girls has been stuck in my head on on loop. It's like I dream and I hear, give me a call. (laughs) So him, for sure. A fantastic choice. That album, I think, is um, extremely extremely great very popular at the moment but also he's done a very good job with some of the songwriting on that so very solid choice um katie thank you so much for coming on to the podcast i do appreciate it thank you so much (laughs) of course um congrats on the new ep it is called comedy and tragedy act two it is out now um and we'll make sure that there are links in the show notes so that people can um stream the ep buy tickets to when you are touring around the states and wherever else you may be going but um yeah thank you again Thank you, Simon. Have a great day. Have you ever Googled your own name? Prepare for a shock because your personal info, including addresses and phone numbers, is all out there. It's all harvested by data brokers and sold legally. Aura is a personal digital security service that scans the internet for your sensitive information and provides a full suite of privacy-enhancing tools. For a limited time, Aura is offering listeners a 14-day free trial at Aura.com safety. That's A-U-R-A dot safety to learn more and activate the 14-day trial period.